What's up, my hungry friends? Welcome back to the Hungry for Success podcast. I am your host, Michael Phelps. On this episode of the show, I got to sit down and talk to Robert about his kind of crazy fitness transformation. He's lost more than 100 pounds twice. The first time he was trying to get into the Canadian Football League, had a big goal of playing in the NFL, and that just didn't pan out for him. And when it didn't, his weight started to skyrocket again until you know he decided to make a change based on some health problems. He, he like a lot of people, had health problems that kind of um, was uh, an eye-opener for him. And once that happened, he stumbled across the application for The Biggest Loser. Uh, this is That's a show that I've watched a bunch over the time it's been out. And I personally watched Robert on the show last year, 2019. And unfortunately, he was the first person to be eliminated off the show. But that didn't deter him. He's now down uh, 130 plus pounds and has completely changed his life for not only him, but his family. And he's making a big impact on social media. He has one account with like 300,000 people that follow it. Uh, Then he has his personal account that has quite a few followers as well. And his TikTok, you know, is is blowing up. And he has a real passion for um, helping children deal with bullying and and the uh, dangers of suicide. And so it, it was really cool talking to Robert and seeing the things that he's trying to do. Definitely make sure you guys go check him out on Instagram. I will uh, put it on my Instagram and I will link it in the show notes for this episode. So thanks for listening. If you guys want to help the sh- help out the show, if there's a guest that you know really resonates with you or an episode that you really enjoy, uh, send a screenshot to your family or friends or post it on Instagram. Anything that you can do to spread the good word is much, much appreciated. So uh, that's enough of me. Here is Robert. Robert, what's up, man? What's up? How you doing? I'm doing good, buddy. I'm doing good. I'm very happy to have you on the show. Welcome to the Hungry for Success podcast. I'm I'm glad to be here. I appreciate it. And uh, man, I'm I'm excited to to share what's been going on in my life. So awesome, hey. dude. We uh we've had some technical difficulties, scheduling <laughs> difficulties, all sorts of stuff, man. But I'm glad to uh I'm very glad to finally have you on so i've been following you for uh quite a while on instagram checking you out seeing all the good stuff that you're doing uh you put out a lot of inspirational content yes um i i try to be transparent as possible um you know my my dad my mom my uh grandmother everybody in my family is is real blunt and transparent um and so i learned from them the best way to uh not only be honest and upfront and real, but the best way to inspire people is to be transparent about what's going on in your life um, because it can genuinely impact somebody in a positive way and uh, even stop somebody from going the wrong direction. So I always try to be as transparent as can be um, on my day-to-day lifestyle. And I don't share everything, but, you know, just the, you know, the basic stuff that, uh, you know, when it comes to my emotions, um, training, nutrition, uh, you know, past struggles. Um, it all, it's been it's been helping a lot of people, and I'm I'm grateful for that because my story can impact somebody else's life. So it's all about yeah. impacting each other. 
Absolutely. And, you know, I mean, that's the whole basis for the show, the show that you're on right now. And I think whenever you are transparent and you're genuine, people relate to your story. They relate to your struggles. They relate to your successes. And then whenever they see you, you know, making big moves and losing a bunch of weight and getting stronger, you know, it empowers them that they can do it too, because they see your struggles because you're willing to share them, which, you know, Instagram, you know, I kind of, I kind of hate it a little bit, but also mm. it's an, it's an, it's a necessary thing, social media. Um, right. but it's a highlight reel of people's life and, you know, you kind of show the, show the whole thing. So I think that's why people are really tuned into you. Well, I, I think I agree with you on the hating social media part. Uh, I love it, but I don't love it because of some, some of the addictions that come from it. And, you know, I, I talked about triggers and addictions, uh, about two weeks ago. Um, for a, a, uh, one of my uh, church, one of the churches I, I attend, uh, they wanted me to talk and hold a little sermon, not sermon, but a little, uh, I guess, a little speech about triggers and addictions and how I talked about how my depression, um, how my, my past failures, um, being bullied, um, just a lot of past hurt triggered my emotion and it would drive me to binge eat so much to where. I binge beat myself to 40 pounds away from being 500 pounds. Um, and so social media, a lot of times triggers emotions unknowingly in people, um, a past hurts or bad experiences as kids or as adults. And that's one, that's one of the reasons why I don't like social media because a lot of times uh, it, it causes problems in people's lives where they try to be somebody else or to try to, Get to somebody's standard and if they can't reach it you know a lot of times they they put themselves in a hole and what i mean as a whole they'll, they'll go into a depression or you know they think less of themselves where you know if they're not a millionaire if they don't have the nicest car or they don't they're not celebrity they think they feel like they're nothing they're not valuable so that's that's one of the reasons why i'm like man social media you got people that's on it that, that 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 will not show what happens behind the scenes and that's that's one of the things i don't like you know and it causes too much problem sometimes. Exactly. I mean, mm. you see stories all the time of people going and getting, uh, renting Lamborghinis, like 10 dudes will go mm-hmm. in to rent one and then they'll take pictures in front of it just for their, just for their Instagram. And people get addicted to those clicks and the likes, and it can really lead you down a bad path. But what I want to talk to you about first is I want to let the audience know your story, kind of your background, how you got to where you are now. Sure. Um, so uh, I guess I'm a traveler. Um, I mean, by that, my mom worked for a, a, a big company. Uh, she worked for a tobacco company for a long time. And so she's always been promoted. And so I was born in Silver Spring, Maryland. Um, from Maryland, we moved to Virginia. Uh, from Virginia, we moved to New Jersey. And then from New Jersey, we moved to Florida. <laughs> and so um, I grew up majority, uh, I grew up from, I think, let's see, I was from a child to a teenager in New Jersey. And then my freshman year in high school, my mom had to move to Florida because she got promoted again. And then from Florida, I moved to Louisiana after, you know, graduating college. So I've been, I've just been everywhere. And my whole, my whole life, I always wanted to play uh, in the NFL. I um, started playing football around 10 years old and just love the effects, love the, the feeling of just having a helmet on some shoulder pads. And I just love the game. Um, I was playing 
high school football. I love Florida football and uh, played some college football. And the goal was to make it to the league. And it just didn't happen um, because I just didn't take care of myself physically. Uh, being six foot eight, 350 pounds at 18 years old is probably not the best shape to be in as a, as a football player. And um, it just all the bad habits that I had as a kid just followed me to college. And that's where the knee injuries happened. Um, I, I had four knee surgeries and I just said, OK, I, I can't I can't even explode without my stance, without, you know, pain in my knee. Um, I can't turn around the corner and make those blocks that I used to. So I just got my degree and um, I started working for a, co a company that moved me to Louisiana. And uh, now I'm here in Lafayette for the last six years. And um, 2019 uh, was a big change for me. Uh, 2019, I was I was leaving the hospital because my blood pressure was so out of control. And I went on my social media handle and I was just like, man, OK, I got to find something. I tried everything. I tried keto. I tried going vegan. That didn't work. I uh, tried eating media fasting. All that did was make me eat more after waiting hours and hours not eating. And um, I was just scrolling online and I saw the biggest loser application pop up. And I was like, all right, you know, what the heck? I need, I, I'll try. They're probably never going to call me or pick me, but I'll try. And long and behold, the next day I get a phone call. And I thought it was a joke at first, wow. but it wasn't a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, California number. I'm like, oh, that's probably one of those spam people, you know, telling me I owe them some money and they're going to come send cops to my house, yada, yada. And uh, ended up being being a show. Um, and just from there, it just changed my life. Uh, uh, I was the first one, of course, to leave the show after losing, I lost 13 pounds my first week. Um, I came back home and only lost 48 pounds uh, for those three months. But after that, I'm down a total of close to one 31, 131 pounds now. Um, and what really triggered my change was taking care of myself first. Um, I always been a person that I never really wanted to take care of myself. I always wanted to uh, 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 put everybody else ahead of me. And uh, when you learn to put yourself first, self-care, uh, do what you love to do, that's when the change truly happens. And that's where everything that I, I've done over the years, you know, all the repetitions of, track, of, of tracking my meals, portioning my foods, calories, um, everything I tried just came together. Um, and that's why you see the person you see now as a new man. So um, just taking that leap of faith and like, taking that risk, a risk to me is actually taking care of myself because I'm always trying to help other people before me. Mm -hmm. And because I decided to do that, that's where I was able to take control of my health. Um, learning that uh, during the show, when I was first there, that I stopped breathing 31 times, that was incredibly like scary um, at nighttime. You know, every hour I stopped breathing 31 times, like that's crazy. I shouldn't be here right now. And so there's a purpose for why I'm here. And um, I'm just glad to be here so I can use my story and help whoever needs to be helped uh, to change. Well, first of all, congratulations on losing 131 pounds. Like, uh, regardless of anything else, that in itself is um, a major accomplishment. So I, I, I do want to dig into your story a little bit deeper. So um, how do you think that, you know, you got to your heaviest weight in the first place? Like, did you have issues with um, 
just like binge eating or did you just in general just have a bad diet or did that have to do, um, you know, with the traveling, being exposed to a bunch of different foods and cultures and different things like that? Um, I just, I think it just comes from binge eating. Uh, I definitely would, uh, I would, if I had a bad week, I would wait to be like, I can't wait to fight. I can't wait to just go to like a buffet or to sushi place and just, just hammer them all. You can eat sushi and, and the appetizers. So I would treat, I would abuse food because of my emotions. So my emotions of, uh, you know, my dad not doing well when it comes to his health and um, how that affected me and it still affects me sometimes. Um, and, you know, the stress of working for uh, uh, just working a job and different places you go to, how people respond to you. And um, also the low self-esteem, I, uh, being 450 pounds and people always making jokes about, oh, yeah, you know, we should give him four plates. You know, he can eat, eat enough for a whole family. You know, just the simple things that can play with your mind. It's like, man, I'm, I'm not supposed to be doing this. I'm not supposed to be like this. You know, I'm supposed to be on somebody's team playing. And I would allow my emotions to feed my uh, my my addiction to food. And I would just, I couldn't wait till Friday and Saturday to come to just just, just hammer the restaurants and just eat, eat all the food I can eat. I can and so instead of asking, you know, asking for help, I would just, you know, turn to food. I completely understand where you're coming from. So do whenever you say that like you're eating the emotion out of like emotion and in, you know, out of the struggle. So I know personally for me, it's like whenever I'm going through those hard times, like being bullied as a kid, all these different things, like turning to food and eating was like the only time that those things were out of my mind. Right. Like I was in my comfort zone. Like while I'm eating, I'm not thinking about what that person said. I'm not thinking about the kids that made fun of me in school. I'm not thinking about, the things I can't do, I'm just enjoying that food in the moment. Right. Exactly. And it, it's a different type of emotion. Like I can't explain it. It's just, you know, it, it was like a friend, you know, and I was just, <laughs> it was a friend, but it was killing me at the same time. You know, it was like that, that silent friend that, Hey, you know, I'll make you feel good, but if you keep eating more of me, I'm, I'm going to kill you. You know, it's just, it's just, yeah. it was just, you know, it was, it was a deadly road for me to travel. And, uh, you know, I always tell people, don't let your pride get in the way and always ask for help and always speak up. If you're dealing with something, talk to somebody and don't be afraid to do that, you know? Yeah. Having, you know, talk, speaking up and having a strong community around you, mm -hmm. all those type of things like really, really help. You know, they really mm -hmm. can contribute to your weight loss journey. So mm -hmm. um, knowing like a little bit about your story, this this hasn't been your only um, like weight loss journey, right? Like this isn't no. the time you've lost a lot of weight. No, no. My first time, I actually lost more than this. My first time I lost 175. Um, I was training for the CFL and, uh, I was, oh man, I was training hard for the CFL and long and behold, that's when my fourth knee surgery happened. Um, I injured my knee, um, while training and, uh, I came back, recovered, you know, I thought, okay, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. And I go out to camp. I go out to, I think three different camps and my, uh, my mother, my, my girlfriend, who's my wife at the time was with me. And I, I was doing pretty well. You know, I got, I got a call back and, um, the, the third tryout, 
I was like, okay, all right, I can pass this one. I'm on my way to Canada. I'm good to go. And I just didn't have it. And versus me, you know, just, you know, the coaches just saying, hey, man, we appreciate your hard work. Because, you know, it was like, it was a blow when the coaches came up to me and said, you know what, you don't got it, dude. Like, you're a waste of time. You know, get your cleats and get out of here. Like, forget it. Go do something else. I was like, wow. You know, <laughs> and I'm, and I'm, and I'm, I can take, I can take, you know, some hard, harsh criticism, but, you know, uh, just to be put on the spot in front of other men out there, that, that was just embarrassing. And uh, that really hurt that day. And I just never let go of that. Um, I literally just put my cleats in a box and, you know, I said, you know, I'll, I'll be a fan of football now. Um, and that's when I just lost my drive, my passion. Um, I put the athlete on a shelf. You know, I said, OK, there's no point in me doing all these intense workouts and doing this, you know, lifting weights. There's no, there's no point. <laughs> uh, my dream is gone. And so let me just, you know, find a job and just work. And um, instead of just really taking that, um, that taking that with that what he said to me and saying okay maybe it's not meant for me to play football right now or maybe it's not meant to play football at all but I'm still going to keep going I'm going to pursue something and and use my other skills that I was blessed with you know sometimes we put all of our eggs in one basket and if, if nothing works then we just like okay we're losers we're failures whatever but we have skills that um that other people can use and that are valuable. And we just forget about that because we're so focused on one thing. And that's what happened to me. I got so focused on football. I forgot other things that I was great at and other things that God blessed me with. Yeah. So, I mean, that had to be crushing, right? Because you mm. have a dream since you're probably six, seven years old to play to play in the league and and it comes to an end right and you made it farther than most I mean a couple tryouts on for the CFL and so I mean you've made it so hard or so far you've put in 16 17 18 years of work and your dream gets crushed and that's just an opportunity you know at that point in time that you know you either have to capitalize on and move on to other talents and stuff like you're saying or you know, it's an opportunity to kind of go down a dark direction. And one thing that has helped me like recently kind of coming to those like points in my life is uh, mm-hmm. uh, Jocko. You know who Jocko is? Oh, yes. Yeah. And yes. so, I mean, most people know of his like uh, speech where he talks about good, you know. Um, yes. You know, like you get hurt. Good. That's more time to develop another skill or you know, your wife mm-hmm. leaves you or something good. That's you figure something out. I mean, right. there's all, there's always a way to capitalize on every opportunity. And that's something that I didn't know till much later, but I guarantee you now looking back on it, that's, uh, that's an experience you've learned from. Oh yeah. Um, and my son's four now. And so I, I just can't wait to have that conversation. I mean, I, I can't wait, but, uh, to have that conversation with him and say, you know, okay you came in second place you know it's okay so it's all right you know how can we grow from this how can we build off of this you know are we going to sit here and and give up or are we going to go back to work tomorrow and um i just i i'm you know what i'm grateful for those experiences because now i know how to when i approach a failure not to put my head down or not to give up but i say okay how can we how can we build off of this and and do better next time so uh, jocko is just and, he, and one thing about him, he's just so straightforward about it. <laughs> and so that's why that's why I think that's why I'm one of those people that um, him and, and Andy Frisella, um, mm-hmm. 
And then even my trainer, Steve, my Steve was like, dude, like, so you're only good for football, huh? You know, so you're born to just play football, right? And he was, I was like, no. He's like, all right, so then why'd you get this way? Why'd you allow yourself? Why'd you allow yourself? And I love that type of people around me because, like you said, it's like your life can grow by your environment, by people that surround you. And I've always been blessed with people like that that still to this day communicate with me and tell me, you know, if I'm if I'm if my stuff stinks, you know, they're not afraid to get in my face. And I, and I love that. And we all need people like that that would get in our face, but also would cheer us on, you know? Yeah. So coming around to the the biggest loser here, you know, you're kind of faced with another one of those situations, right? Not that mm-hmm. um, the biggest loser journey was like a was a failure, but it didn't go the way you wanted to. And so at that time you had that. That's when that opportunity came again. Either you capitalize on that opportunity or you, you know, go down a deep, dark rabbit hole. And this time it seems that, you know, you learn from before and you capitalized. Yeah. Uh, you know, man. Um, when you're alone and in New Mexico and you're in your room, you got no phone, no TV, you know, they hide you from the outside world, but literally it's only you and God. And that's the only time you can really pray and find yourself. And I said, no matter what happens, you know, if I get sent home at night and whatever, I cannot go back because this is an opportunity that many people want. And I can't just, just throw it away because I didn't get as far as I wanted to. So somehow, some way I'm going to come out of this a better person. And I, I mean, I'm so great. I'm so grateful for it. Like, yeah, I didn't get to the end. I didn't get to the middle, but the person I am now is, 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 is so amazing. And I can just pat myself on the back all day for that because I, I, I worked hard for this, not just physically, but mentally to become this strong and this, and to continue to grow and learn each day. So, you know, just, I was, and I was sitting there, let me tell you something. I got, when I came home, you know, <laughs> my wife had to get in my face. Oh, brother, she had to get in my face. She was like, mm-hmm. so this is day two, you're home. And they're at, they're back in uh, New Mexico and they're working out every single day. And you're sitting here, you know, on your soapbox. Like, what are you going to do? And I was like, man, Lena. <sighs> she brought the so heat. Like, oh, dude, she brought this. She like, oh, if she was, I think, I think, she, I think she was Nick Saban for a minute. She was just all in my <laughs> face like, Get up, go, come on, get your bag together. I said, yes, ma'am. So I, hey, from that day on, dude, I was getting up at 4 a.m., hitting the gym at 5. Yeah. Uh, after work, hitting the gym. I would go two a days or two months straight, oh, three months straight into the into the finale. Um, she helped me meal prep my foods. I taught her some things I knew. My, my wife is fit. She's in shape. She has her own junior company, so she knows all this stuff. But um, she m- made me do all this stuff so I, I can make it a habit. Versus her cooking my food. I did all, I portioned it out. And so it was like boot camp one-on-one at home for me. Uh, and that's when it clicked. You know, you're right. You know, what made it different this time is that I had somebody in my corner. Um, and if I didn't have that person in my corner, uh, what woke me up is this experience, you know? So the experience and in having somebody in my corner, like my wife, it helped me keep going. So did you... Uh... I'm just curious about this personally. Did you enjoy your experience on uh, the Biggest Loser? Oh man, I loved it. Uh, so I was, I was, I was hoping it was a little bit longer. Um, that's a family now. It's a bond. Uh, we talk and we talk and text each other every single day still, and that's never going to stop. 
Um, and it's, it's a family, you know, 12 strangers become family that quickly because we all are fighting for one re one thing, one thing only is to become healthier and to be part of our family's life and to be on this earth a lot longer. And we know we can't control everything, but we can control how we, how we, 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 we live, you know, live in a certain way. Um, you know, so I, they're always going to be family, man. I had to, only, only thing that scared me up there, man, to be honest with you, New Mexico, um, they have a lot of bears and they have, uh, <laughs> uh, mountain lions. And, uh, when you see signs around that say, be aware of the bears and be aware of mountain lions, I'm like, okay, so, uh, do we have like a, a machete somewhere we can walk around with? <laughs> like I'm out here jogging. If I see a mountain lion, I'm 400 something pounds. I'm not going to outrun it. And it's probably going to just drag me back in the woods. But, uh, besides that, we all, we had a great time and, um, I'll never, never forget that experience. That's awesome, man. It sounds like an awesome experience. And, you know, it's great that you have those people in your corner. Um, you know, I mean, tight bonds are built by the, a shared struggle with a common goal, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that's why a lot of people, um, I guess, like in the social media weight loss community, really bond together um, and, and help each other and grow from each other is because of that shared struggle with a common goal. Yes, exactly. Um, and, and I just I just feel like sometimes also it's important in the community that everybody stays humble. I think a lot of times when people reach success and losing weight and, you know, they, they transform physically, a lot of people and a lot of time they go to their head. And I'm not a person that's going to allow that to ever go to my head. Um, and, and in public, I always tell people I'm just a man, you know. I'm no, I'm not a celebrity. I'm just, just a person and I'll give you a hug. I'll give you a dap. I'll encourage you. I don't care who you are. Um, but it's important to understand that when you reach a certain point in life, you still need to be remain that same person that God created you to be and don't allow success to change you. Allow success to change others around you and allow your, allow your success to touch people's lives in a, in a positive way, you know? Are you uh, recognized in public from your your time on TV? Yeah, <laughs> I'm recognized for TV, and uh, they also recognize me for my TikTok. <laughs> Are you blowing um, up on the TikTok? Yeah, <laughs> my wife and I have some funny skits on TikTok, um, and um, I also share my weight loss story on TikTok, and it's and, and it's and it's doing very well. And it, 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 it was it's gone from the biggest loser guy uh to the tiktok biggest loser guys <laughs> uh, you're getting like, labeled a tiktoker yeah i'm like oh man <laughs> like i don't know how to take that like am i I'm a tiktoker or you know <laughs> so i don't know man but um i i i just laugh it i laugh it off but it, it, what, the cool thing about it when i get recognized is when the kids recognize me because man it's awesome when a kid comes up to me and starts doing like flexing because i always flex in my pictures or my videos um, to just, just show confidence. And I love it when a toddler runs up to me and just flexes, or takes a picture with me and flex. I mean, it, 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 it just lights my world up, man. It's, it's awesome to inspire kids. Um, so I, I'm just, I love it. I love it, man. Well, with, so with TikTok, you're obviously probably appealing to a younger audience, right? Yes. Yes. Oh yeah. Um, a lot and, of younger, the younger audience, which, you know, going back to what we talked about, kind of our shared experience of 
um, bullying and stuff like that when you're a kid. I mean, I, I didn't get a lot of it, but definitely some, um, I'm right. sure that there are kids that are out there, you know, that are following you on TikTok and could be overweight and your journey is a, um, you know, a blueprint for them or just an example of, of what they can do. Yes. Uh, dude, it, it, it's pretty cool. And I'm glad you brought that up because I'm supposed to be doing something of, uh, a video um i'm talking about that uh there there's a lot of middle school kids teenagers who deal with that and they comment on my videos on tiktok and i try to reach as many as i can um but i told i told myself i told my wife as well i have to do a video that can express you know hey i was that guy i was that kid and this is how i was able to you know uh, uh beat it um not physically um not thinking about anything negative to do to myself and a lot of kids are doing right now it's so sad that a lot of kids and it's a sour subject but uh it's it's real man um suicide is real um Mm -hmm. and a lot of kids are committing suicide and it's not being reported it's not being talked about uh the biggest thing right now is COVID being talked about but kids are hurting right now um and because kids are not, a lot of kids aren't in school. They have a lot of free time on social media and social media bullying is part of hate um, can lead to kids thinking that they're not worth living um, on this earth. And so somehow, some way, I'm gonna continue to talk about that and continue to uh, make that a point of emphasis. Um, Cause I always post about suicide and prevention on my bigger page and on my personal page and my stories with the number, uh, cause it's real. But it's starting to trickle down to kids. And that's 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 the part where I'm like, okay, we need to do something. Then we need to stop this because they're that 12 years old, 10 years old, doesn't that that shouldn't happen. Um, and so definitely, man, like I, I'm always trying to that's why I say being transparent and hopefully I can stop it, stop a kid or impact a kid, you know, stopping anything negatively affecting them mentally and physically, you know. Well, when it comes to social media, it's not just kids. Uh, it's also adults, right? Because once you get behind that right. keyboard and you're not face-to-face, uh, right. there's no, you know, like most people don't have a filter. Like they'll say whatever uh, mean or hateful or hurtful things because there's no immediate response, right? I mean, right. I whenever I'm, I'm only 30, but whenever I was in middle school, like MySpace had just came out, right? Like, so like <laughs> yeah, there, yeah, there, was bar- there was barely anything, but like, you know, whenever, whenever somebody said, Hey, you're fat, like you either cried about it or you punched them in the face. And now it's like, they're saying it through their Instagram DMS and there's no kind of, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like a back and forth arguing match and people just are ruthless when they're behind the keyboard. Yeah, man, it's it's, 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 it's bad. Um, it, it, the internet can be so just, just evil, man. Um, and and I I don't have the remedy or um, to to fix it. Um, I guess just to help, just be the encouragement to be transparent about it is the best way I can do for anybody. Uh, but that's why I tell people. I say, look, go on social media. Find somebody or find people that you want to listen to, learn from, and then get off. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to post a picture of yourself, post transformation. You know, the great thing about Instagram, Facebook now, you can turn comments off. So you, nobody has to comment anymore. They, they can just like the picture. Yeah. And you can just post it, keep it moving. 
until you can build that um that endurance that 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 wall or just that armor i call of whoever says anything it just bounces right off i don't care what they say as long as they don't touch me we're good thick they skin. can say what they want you know thick skin here you go thick skin you know yeah. um and that's what my mom my grandma taught me and my dad my dad's like hey look son they could talk about you but and then when, when they touch you, hey, let them know. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's actually one thing I wanted to ask you about was your your personal relationship with social media. Because um, like you kind of mentioned on, you do run a bigger account with lots and lots of followers that you've been able to build. Um, and then like your even your personal account ha- has quite a few followers, right? So um, with any, I, I would guess the right term would be like success on social media, usually brings some hate along with it. So have you experienced some of that? How do you deal with it? And, you know, how, what's that like for you? Um, I experienced, so I guess I'm kind of, I'm handling a little bit different now. Um, my first weight loss journey and I started gaining weight back. I had people say, well, dude, you know, you did, you did inspire me, but you now, now I got to unfollow you because you gained all your weight back. Um, and so I took that at first. I was like, dang, man, like, man, I guess I, I guess I am uninspiring. I'm not inspiring anybody anymore because I gained on my weight back. Um, but now I lost weight. Now I get, oh, he's taking steroids. Um, he's a meathead. Uh, he's cocky. He's arrogant. He thinks I'm like, wait a minute. Hold on. I, where do you see that anywhere? Um, and the old me would be like, ah. Yeah, I guess I need to change something. Or I go, I'll go talk to my wife. Hey, am I cocky? Hey, am I arrogant? Me now? Okay. Like, I'm literally like saying, okay, and just delete it. I don't have time for that, to be honest with you. And I, I recommend anybody and everybody that's out there. If somebody sends you a message or puts them on your page, you can delete it, ignore it, and just move on. And only pay attention to people. I'm, I'm just, look, I'm t- this is the best advice I can give anybody. Only pay attention to those who love and encourage you day in and day out. The ones that talk about you behind a keyboard have no life. And they're worried about putting everybody else in their own self-pity or they just are miserable. So they want everybody else to be miserable. So delete it and move on. And hey, take a break from social media. I take break from social media. That is important. You cannot continue to be on social media every single day and and try to post and, um, and and try to live life. You have to get off your phone and enjoy the fresh air, travel, go do something that you love to do, but don't don't give all your attention to uh, social media. That, that's, my, that's my biggest advice when it comes to dealing with the hate, um, the naysayers. People are gonna talk about you regardless of what you do, how you look, what you say. But uh, if, if they're obviously liking and following you, you have more people that actually love what you're saying versus that one person that's talking negatively about you so hey forget that one person absolutely i couldn't agree with you more so Mm -hmm. what is uh you lost 130 pounds now what is your uh diet and nutrition um or diet and exercise what's that kind of look like nowadays well i uh i i I just focus on uh, moderation Uh, and so i don't really don't have a, uh, a plan anymore. I just, I try to keep my fats low, I guess. Um, but I eat what I want. If I want to try a cookie or something like that, I'll try it or eat it. 
Um, I don't mess with fried foods because I, it just makes my stomach just, now, now it does. Um, I don't eat pork. I just strictly stick to lean meats, vegetables, you know, egg whites, uh, Kodak cake. I'm a Kodak cake fan. I love them. Um, but my, 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 my diet is, is just portion and moderation. Uh, I don't have a, a strict diet anymore. Uh, and right now I'm just focusing on getting down to, uh, I guess my goal weight is 250 pounds. Um, and once I get to that goal weight, I'm going to just maintaining that or adding some muscle. Uh, so right now I'm just, I'm continuing to lose more, but I'm also just, I'm lifting now. So I'm putting on a little muscle as well. My gym routine is, is I go to gym five days a week. And on Saturdays, I just do cardio with my family at the park. Now, when I was heavier, I wouldn't go to the park because I was lazy. Uh, now on the weekends, my wife and I, we go to the park Saturday and Sunday and work out with our son. You know, we'll run up and down the football field. We'll do a hundred yard sprints, set the ladder drills, cone drills, and, uh, really go after on the weekends. So you said that, you know, the thing that really changed you was like self-care, taking care of yourself. Like what, what mental shift really happened to, um, help you lose that 130 pounds like you realize you have to take care of yourself but where do you go from there ah man um the mental shift happened when i was told rob you stop breathing 31 times each hour and i was like man i have a son i have to raise uh i can't just i can't leave him here you know it's not like i can't i can't control this i can control this and that's when i woke up you know, at first I was like, okay, you know, I got a son. I need to start working out. And so I go to the gym, lift weights, you know, go still eating, but lifting weights. Um, but not watching what I was eating, not monitoring what I was eating. When I was told about that and how I could have a heart attack in my sleep and not wake up. And then, you know, I can't do that to my son. You know, I, I can't do it to my wife. Um, I have to be there for them. I'm, I'm the foundation of my family. And so if something happens to me that I could, I could control, I mean, I just didn't, I, I, <laughs> I just couldn't, I couldn't do that to him. You know, so that's what clicked for me. And that's what woke me up when I had that physical done. Oh, there was a strenuous physical done before the show and that woke me up. Yeah. Um, that scared me, man. I was like, man, like I'm literally not sleeping at night. I mean, 31 times each hour, like you're not, you're not, you're not sleeping. There's, there's no way. So your body is never resting and never recovering. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that's what, that's what clicked for me. Yeah, sleep is a huge factor that a lot of people don't take into account. I try my best to have like good sleep hygiene, go to bed at the same time, track my sleep, try to turn the lights off before. But man, is it hard? <laughs> like yeah. everybody wants to play on you want to play on your phone, be on social media, oh, whatever, man. watch TV. And, and, and I'm a gamer too. Football games. Yeah, I'm a gamer, man. Uh, I love playing Madden and you know Call of Duty. Uh, my mom plays Call of Duty. Uh, she got <laughs> PS4, PS5. She's supposed to be getting and, uh, you know, I'm a gamer like she is. And so sometimes, you know, <laughs> we try to go to bed and I'm trying to play her at the same time. And, uh, uh, you know, it's just and then, you know, being a dad and a husband, my wife got ideas. It's like, why is my mind running when I want to go to sleep? It should just shut down. But it's like when you want to go to bed, it's like, oh, I got an idea. Oh, I got to do this tomorrow. Oh, like, oh, stop, stop, just stop. <laughs> so but your, your mind is- runs. 
Is your mom a baller? Does she does she whoop you in the Madden? Oh, bro, man, my mom is a baller in the game. I I'll put anybody. I told my mom, I said, you need to compete in the in the Call of Duty. If they have a Call of Duty World Championship, you need to go compete. Like she just Red Dead Redemption, uh, NBA Two K, uh, uh, all those games, dude. She's a baller. Like <laughs> she knows all the glitches. She knows how to audible. I'm like, how did you do this? Working in a corporate, like how you worked a corporate job all day. When did you have time to learn how to do all this stuff? Like you know, you and you're destroying me. My friends are laughing at me. <laughs> oh no, not you know, embarrassing you. Oh, bro, man, my friends like, hey, man, you know, you know, you know, you know, when you go play basketball at the court and they're picking up, taking everybody's picking their team. Yeah, you know, my mom was next to me. They're like, oh yeah, I want your mom. We don't want you, so you got to wait till next time. <laughs> Like it, it, it's it's embarrassing, dude. My mom destroys me in video games. She's the one that taught me how to play. She got she got into first Nintendo when it came out. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so so getting back on the on the weight loss a little bit here, man. Did you um are there like routines or habits that you've implemented over this time that have um you know really helped you? Yes. Um uh I have a routine every day. So when I get up um i get up i pray first i um i always meal prep i always have my every sunday i meal prep my breakfast food so my kodak cakes i put in containers measured out so it's so i'm I'm taking less time up during the week in the morning to eat i always try to read in the mornings um i make my bed up so i set an objective i want to accomplish one goal before leaving my house in the morning because i feel great about doing something or uh achieving something before I leave my house and before I open the door and start my day. Um, and so I always try to uh, give thanks in the morning, make breakfast, uh, read, make my bed up. And uh, now I'm teaching my son the same routine and say, hey, you know, get, some, get something done in the morning, make your bed first, you know, make that your first thing off your list as an accomplishment. Um, set a schedule for yourself. It, it, it just helps you stay on track. And meal prepping keeps you on track when it comes to nutrition. So you're not tempted to stop at a Taco Bell or Burger King or, or a fast food restaurant. Um, but also if you are tempted to stop at a fast food restaurant, you know, you know what to take out and what you can't have, you know? So it's just setting a, setting a structure for your life. I'm, I'm a person that loves structure and some people can just go on the fly and just, you know, do their thing. But me, I have to have a routine structure and I just follow it every single day. I eat the same thing for breakfast you know, it doesn't bother me. Um, it's delicious to me. Um, I might, I'll change my dinner, you know, I might change my lunch, but every day I have the same routine in the morning time. And my wife said, she knows, <laughs> I always said, you want me to make you breakfast? I'm like, no, 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 no. I got it. I'm good. Like, if I don't feel good. You can make, you can make me breakfast, but I'm good. I can do it myself, but it's all about having a routine having a routine. I always tell everybody, it keeps you accountable and it helps you develop good habits that can help you down long-term. I'm definitely a creature of habit and am right yes. there with you on the routines, man. And, mm-hmm. you know, the one thing that I do know about myself is if I get out of the routine, that's when I tend to go the wrong direction and eat the yes. wrong foods. Like, for example, complete transparency here. Like this morning, I did not have my uh, meal prep done for breakfast. So I got up and I literally had like, 
you know, I had like five minutes to leave the house. So I threw my clothes on, brush my teeth, like do the whole nine yards because I overslept. So then the first thing I do is hit a gas station and get a drink and some bad food. And that's what I have for breakfast. Right. And just start my yeah. day off wrong. And if yeah. I would have had that prepped, I could have just grabbed my container and went to work and I would have eaten it there, you know, and exactly. So, so that has been definitely been the biggest um, change in my life, too. Right, right. Yeah. Well, you know what? Hey, you know, it, 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 sometimes you're not going to you're not going to be perfect at all. Like, I, oh, I, no, I do no. that. You know, I might be late and I'll just go to a smoothie place, grab me a smoothie and say, oh, well, you know, I forgot. Or if I forget my lunch, I'll go get me some baked chicken from, you know, a grocery store or something like that. So mm-hmm. trust me, man, it, this world throws so many audibles at you. You just have to be, you just have to be prepared. <laughs> yeah, it's just whenever those, uh, we just got to make sure that we never let those audibles become our new routines because exactly that can happen in a heartbeat. Exactly. Whenever you see some a change happening, you have to say, okay, wait a minute. Okay. I need to stop and I need to make adjustments like right now, you know, go back to the, like I say, go back to the coach's office and make some adjustments. Go back his first, second quarter didn't go well. Go back at halftime, make some adjustments, come out third and fourth and hammer it. That's right. So mm-hmm. what's your uh, favorite fat guy food? Ooh, that's a tough one. So many options. Donuts, pizza. I Can I have two or just have that? Oh, yeah, you can have two. Okay, well, okay. Uh, pancakes with crispy edges. Melted butter and syrup. Yes, that's whoo, yes, yes, I love it. Um, and a great American doozy chocolate chip cookie. Can't beat it. Can't so is that it. is that a from the Great American Cookie Company? Yes. Oh, so <laughs> dude, it's it's a it's a thick double chocolate chip cookie, okay? And it has the oatmeal cream filling in the middle, and then it has another thick double like chocolate chip cookie underneath it. Oh okay. Dude, it's it's. Have you ever, you ever, you ever, have you ever, you ever had one before? You ever try it? I never had. I've never had that, but there is a uh, great American cookie company not far from where I work. So when you have your, you know, your high calorie meal, you know, today you're like, hey, I want to try something, dude. Please get you a doozy cookie and just sit there and just block out the world and just take a bite and it's going to change your life forever. <laughs> I'm going to do it. And I, I'm going to tag you on the Instagram story while I eat it. Please, please, <laughs> man, dude. It's pancakes and a doozy cookie. Would just, it, it, it just makes your day better. Like, you know, I'm like, hey, babe, we're going to have breakfast on Saturday. Let's have pancakes. All right, cool. Like, that, I'm happy now. Hey, yeah. you know, you know, the hurricane coming. I don't care. I got pancakes, you know. Godzilla's <laughs> coming. I don't, I got pancakes. <laughs> I'm eating this doozy cupcake or uh, this doozy cookie right through this hurricane. <laughs> Right through this hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> or guys that is knocking the house down. Hey, I'm enjoying this cookie. Hey, whatever. You know. If I die, you know? I'm a happy man. <laughs> exactly. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so I definitely did man. not want to make this podcast all about the biggest loser, but I do want to talk about it a little bit because I think that's an awesome part of your story. Sure. Um, and also one that, you know, has inspired me. I've watched uh pretty sure I've watched every season of The Biggest Loser. Um mm-hmm. And, you know, at first I started watching it because it was fun. I was kind of into fitness and lifting weights. But I remember a day when I was watching it and I looked over to she was my girlfriend at the time, wife down. I was like, I'm bigger than these people. 
<laughs> you know, like I was like, I weigh more than a couple of these people and not in like a demeaning way, but just kind of like a realization, like I watched the show for fun, but now I could be on it, you know? And, right. And that right. was, that was kind of like a, uh, you know, a kick in the gut, kind of a wake up call, but I still really do enjoy the show. So what was, uh, what was it like being in the biggest loser house? Like what's, what's like an average day kind of like? Oh man, for average day. Ooh. Uh, so we, we, we would have to wake up at six o'clock in the morning, sometimes five 30, uh, eat breakfast at six 30. And we would be, uh, we would train at man, nine 30, 10. We would train eight hours a day, eight hours a day. Wow. We would work out, um, and film in between the workouts. Uh, we would eat in between the workouts. Sometimes we wouldn't get back to the house at till 10 30 at night and wake up at five o'clock next day and do eight hours of training again. Um, on the weekends, they, they gave us a break on the weekends. Um, our trainers would hang out with us, you know, take us somewhere, you know, um, but we work out on the weekends as well. And we would have to learn how to cook our own food. So that, I think that was the biggest thing for all of us to learn how to cook our own foods and to manage how much we ate. Um, and, uh, recovery was key. So we worked out eight hours a day when we're done working out, we're in ice bath all night, um, in the morning, all night taped up. Um, but it was just nonstop, you know, filming. We had a mic on us all day, cameras on us, always on the bus, you know, going to different locations, talking to people, um, really just, you know, wherever they had us or wherever they wants to put us, they put us there. We had to change clothes nonstop. Oh, changing of the clothes. <laughs> oh my goodness. We had to change so many outfits and uh retakes and redo overs. And it was just dude, it was a lot of work. A lot, of, you know. I always tell people, do you want to be on TV? That's fine, but you're gonna work for it. You're gonna work hard for it. Like no sleep. Um, and so it, it, the experience I had in the biggest loser, it was fun, but it was also work, you know, it's work. Yeah. And you wouldn't think so. Like, you know, the outsider looking in, you're thinking like, oh, you just roll up, say a couple of things and, you know, and leave and go back to your workout. But yeah, I right. Like, I mean, it's a whole production, right? Like, oh, yeah. Like one time it was I think it was 10 takes for the entrance, you know, us getting out the cars and, and saying, hey, what's up? Like they want different. They want energy. They want, you know, they yeah. want you to be excited. And you think you already are excited. And you're not like, no, we didn't like that reaction. Do it again. Like, oh. so, <laughs> they want they want you over the top. Over the top. And um, you know, like our first challenge was a mile run. And I was like, man, I walk a mile, I can do a mile run. I was like, I didn't think about being in New Mexico and then being in, in, in on a hill and the altitude and the difference between on a flat surface, and that destroyed me. Um, but it was just a lot of training, man. Um, a lot of sleepless nights. Like I said, for a whole month, the uh, medical testing was done a whole month, a whole month of medical testing. Um, uh, and being away from our families was hard enough. Uh, so it was just it was a lot of just testing, go back to sleep, wake up, you know. Um, and then we got when they finally picked the side of the cast, we finally was able to see each other and hang out with each other. But we, you know, we were constantly on the move. You know, we all cried with each other, hung out with each other, talked, vented, played house games like little kids because we didn't have anything to do no tv no phone so <laughs> we had to play card games and 
you know, just got a chance to know each other, you know? Yeah. So was that hard where it was divided between the blue team and the red team? And then, you know, you're, con- you're competing to send each other home, but these are the people that you're sharing the house with, sharing the oh, the man. journey with. That was like, tough. That was tough. Um, that was so tough because I'm very competitive. And so are other contestants are very competitive as well. Um, and that was the hardest part is like, you know, we don't want anybody to go home. <laughs> yeah. We were having a great, we were having a great time. We're like, man, you know, first week we're there and they're like, oh yeah, yeah, somebody's going home. And we're like, wait a minute, wait, wait, we, we just got to know this person. Like, no, wait, wait, can we get another week? <laughs> um, and it was just tough. Um, the first, especially for me, the first week was tough. I was like, whoa, wait a minute, me? I was like, no, there's no way I'm going home. No, I, I, I destroyed it. And, um, I was like, man, like I'm really going home. And, uh, you know, I didn't get a chance to see everybody's transformation while they were there. That's what I really wanted to see. I wanted to see everybody's journey yeah. and encourage everybody because, uh, believe it or not, we, we were each other's biggest fans. We all miss our families. We all missed our, you know, our, 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 my, miss my son, miss my wife, other people had kids, more than one kid. Um, and, and, you know, that was hard. So we all relied, relied on each other when somebody was like, man, I can't do this no more. I want to go home. No, 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 no. This, why are you here? Why are you here? You know why you're here. So don't, don't talk like that. Just keep going. You're doing it for them. So we all encourage each other, you know, yeah. even though we are on different teams, we all encourage each other. That's awesome. I mean, that's the only way to be. So what about the trainers? How were they? Oh man. Steve and Erica. We, we're it's a family. We still we all still connect and talk to this day. Um, they're all going to be family to the day. It's time for me to go, and um, I'm so grateful for them. I can never, I can't tell Steve how grateful I am. And the next time I see him after COVID can finally blow over, and I don't have to worry about you know where I can travel and and places not canceling me because you know, man, it's like COVID just said okay. You rented this. You rented this Airbnb. Well, guess what? I just canceled you. I'm like, wait a minute, hey, you know. <laughs> and so it's hard for me to travel. Um, but when I do travel, I'm gonna go see Steve and I'm gonna give him a, a big bear hug again and um, let him see the new me. You know, versus seeing me over the phone, but see me in person because uh, I am truly grateful for him, Erica. I'm truly grateful for her. I can't wait to see her and give her a big bear hug. They're both humble people, um, and they're both. Uh, uh, they both have lifestyles that um, are truly amazing and they both bring different perspectives and different viewpoints about life that are just going to just touch you in every way. So I, I just, man, I can't, I, I can't tell you how much I just love being around the both of them as well. I thought it and was really Bob. Bob is awesome too. <laughs> yeah. He seems like he's an awesome cat. Oh uh, yeah, man. But I, I thought it was really inspiring that they picked Erica to be a coach, like having such a dramatic weight loss journey of her own. You know, that was a first, but I thought it was really cool. Yeah, um, I knew about Erica's journey from – it was funny. I featured Erica on my Transformation Fit Nation page uh, in 2014 or 2015, 2014, 2015. Yeah. And so I featured her on that page after I lost a bunch of weight. I lost a lot of weight. I was like, wait a minute. You're the same person I share on my page, and now you're. Oh my goodness! I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> like I'm seeing you in person now, and yeah, it's it, it was incredible to see her and hear her story, and um, she has an awesome story. Just 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 inspiring others. Hey, you can do this. I did it, and I know all the excuses you're going to give me. 
I know what you're going to say. I know why you're going to stop. And you can't, you, 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 you can't cut corners with her. She just knows like, okay, why you want to give up your tire? No, you're going to throw up, go throw up. <laughs> I did. I, I've been there, done it. All the, all the excuses you have, I know already. So get them out and go do it and come back. Yeah. That is an awesome perspective for her to have for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, man. So kind of moving to the end here, wrapping up, if you could give uh, the listeners one simple uh, tip that they can implement in their journey, what would it be? Um, learn to deal with failure. And what I mean by that, I'm not saying to sit there and all right, this didn't happen, but learn to deal with failure. Use a failure as, as, motivation and encouragement and stop allowing the scale to dictate your life if you only lost five pounds if you gained a pound whatever it's okay if life is not going to end you can tell you let me tell you something you're awesome you're valuable keep your head up work hard and continue pushing and moving forward don't allow a scale people your environment to dictate who you are, how valuable you are, and learn to live in your own purpose. We all have a reason to be here. And if you're getting up every morning and you have another chance to change your life and to impact others around you, then stop wasting time on people, things, and emotions. That's all I got to say. Man, that's uh, that's some really good advice, man. So uh, before we get off here, I do want to give you a chance just to shout out your your social medias where people can find you and, and get some inf- inspiration and education. Sure. Sure. Uh, my Instagram is fit rich in faith and fit rich in faith is on Instagram. And my funny TikTok is the same name, fit rich in faith. And my fitness, health and wellness page is transformation. Fit Nation. Um, if you want to follow me on, on Facebook, it's Robert Richardson the second, and you can find me on Facebook as well. Twitter, Fit Rich and Faith, and uh, you know, DM me, message me. I'm trying to get to everybody, so please bear with me. I'm not ignoring you. I'm just trying to go down the list. <laughs> yeah. And um, when I get to you, trust me, we're going to have a, an awesome conversation. So, but uh, please never have hesitate to ever message me, please. All right, folks, you heard the man. Send him a message. Give him a follow. But that is it. We are out. Thank you again for tuning in to uh, this episode of the Hungry for Success podcast. And remember, it's not too late to start working on your goals in 2020. You don't have to wait till 2021. Uh, It just takes a spark to start a fire. So get that thing burning right now. And uh, make sure that you, if you do need a little inspiration, accountability, check out the uh, Hungry for Success community. Uh, it's a private Facebook page that uh, hopefully you guys will jump into and, uh, and a lot of good stuff going on over there. And uh, as always, stay hungry, chase your goals, and we will see you next week.